I started putting in things like call a friend, connect with an old friend, um, you know, meet my mom, take her out for a meal. I think I started bringing in, make time for my sisters, for friends, for siblings, all kinds of relationships that I started bringing in. And then I also, I think, went one level further of trying to bring in routines that were including my affirmations. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today on the show, we have Ashika Abraham C. So welcome to the show, Ashika. Thank you. Thank you, Ani. Really honored to be here. So Ashika is the founder of Mama Mia, a company that helps working mothers manage their everyday lives. She started the company after realizing how difficult it was for her and other women to balance work and motherhood. Ashika has two children, ages three and seven. In addition to running Mama Mia, she also finds time to practice yoga and meditation, play basketball and football, and work on an innovative habitat conservation and wildlife rescue project. Today, Ashika and I will be chatting about the importance of creating routines to help manage stress and overwhelm and to transform almost every area of your life. So let's get into it. So Ashika, I shared a bit about your, about your life. Can you tell us more about your journey and what got you to be where you are today? All right, so I guess I started my career, so I grew up in India, spent a few years in Germany, and then we um, did school and college in between Germany and the UK, and then moved back to India. I landed up marrying my high school sweetheart. My career went from, I think from, fi- from finance at Ernst & Young, and then I moved into Formula One and sports marketing and worked with a lot of really great sporting properties at the time. So I had this wonderful 20s full of like maybe 20 different countries a year. I was traveling all over the world. I had. I had so much time and energy to do everything I wanted. I had time for all the relationships that mattered to me, for all the experiences that mattered to me. I felt really, really fulfilled. I had time to just relax, to chill, to do nothing. So I think I didn't realize how important time and energy were because I had them always available. And then when I became a mom for the first time, I felt like I had been hit by a freight train. I I do not know how else to describe it. It was full of so much more love than I've experienced, so much more purpose. And all of those things that I think 
we all know or, or the narrative we've always heard about what motherhood does. But I feel like I just suddenly did not have the time and the energy to do everything that I needed to do, that I wanted to do. And I found I was tired and stressed and overwhelmed far more often than it felt okay to be really. And I had th thought to myself, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to be this great stay-at-home mom. I'm going to completely focus on my kids. And I think a year in, I realized this was such a difficult problem. And I started talking to moms. I started a WhatsApp group and moved to a Facebook group. And it just kept growing where we kept bringing really vulnerable, honest conversations that maybe weren't the motherhood narrative we grew up hearing or we read about everywhere. And I think through those very honest conversations, I think I realized that there were so many areas that as moms, we were really struggling with. And they were just not conversations we were having. Nobody was telling us how tired other moms were, how stressed you were, mentally stressed, mentally tired. It's not, it's not just the two years, right? Of sleeplessness and exhaustion of having a young baby, but that seems to progress right through that journey of motherhood. And I feel at that point, I realized I wasn't alone. This was such a universal struggle. It was moms in so many different countries that we spoke to who all had exactly the same problem. And I think at that point I decided I'm not going to jump back into my, you know, sports marketing and sponsorship career. I needed to solve this problem for myself and clearly millions of other mothers who seem to have the same problem. So that, that's really how I came to Mamma Mia, maybe five, five and a half years ago. Okay. Okay. So about when your when your oldest was a year and a half, yes, was when you exactly. started really diving in there and connecting and and recognizing that this was a universal problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we are going to talk about routines today. And so, why do you think, or what is why are routines so important, specifically for moms, like especially for moms? So I think really it's maybe because we have so little control sometimes over how our days go. I think the routine definitely gives us a sense of grounding and it gives us a sense of direction and intention for our days. It doesn't always have to go according to the routine. You know, things don't have to be rigid. I believe there's a huge amount of flexibility we need to do, but I feel like having that routine does a, in one sense, it gives us a deep sense of centering for our days. But I think at a, at a maybe higher level, the part that moves me most about routines is I believe how we, to live a really great life, you need to do your days really well. And I think the only way you can do your days really well is by being intentional about them. We tend to firefight through our days a lot because suddenly, you know, you need to get food ready and then you need to get the kids out. And then suddenly someone calls with, you know, the plumbing is not working, work suddenly piles up, you get all of these emails. Things come crashing at us all the time. And I feel like when we have some kind of um, railway, like, like uh, what would I call them? Like guard barriers on the side with slightly like boundaries, boundaries. maybe boundaries around our time, around the spaces we want to be in. I feel like it helps us focus far more on the things that actually matter to us. We make sure that so if I know between this and this are my working times and suddenly something comes flying at me, I'm able to actually move it into a space where I have the mind space for it. I'm not constantly firefighting. And through that, the more I do that, I think the more 
I intentionally create my days to reflect the kind of life I want, right? If I want to be this working mother, if I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to set up a certain kind of a lifestyle, I need to be able to put that much time into work. If I yes. want to focus on my fitness, I need to be able to do that. And the only way I think we can consistently do that is by putting in routines, but without, without, without the rigidity that comes with it, I think. That's sure. Yeah. Right, right. Being able to remain flexible. And it sounds like the routines will help with dealing with all the unpredictability that happens as a mom, like you mentioned, you know, you're, you're trying to get out the door and your kid spills the juice or has to go to the bathroom or like all of these things that are popping up that we can't predict, but having those routines in place can help you focus more because, you know, like being able to be flexible though, not have, not being rigid. sounds like your, your, your big point is Making and I sure think that routines you... allow you that, you know, I think they allow you the ability to not have to be rigid because you have yes. something that you can <laughs> back from, yeah. You know, you can slip back into where you need to go. You have a deeper sense of centering. You have a lot more, a feeling of control over your day and through that, I suppose, your life, right? Right, right. And, and we'll get into that, how it filters out, like just a single routine, like a morning routine can filter out into the rest of your day and in the rest of your life and help you move forward. So what do, can you give us some, some examples of what do your routines look like? Or what, when you talk about routines, what are some of those things that you include in your routines? So I guess when I started, I did the regular routines of, you know, the meetings, the children's schedules, the home schedules. All, that's how I guess I started my routines. Over time, I started adding in smaller things that really mattered to me. You know, okay, like I would put in date night with my husband, or actually we do, we did a breakfast instead of a date night because it was just easier with children. Yeah. They left. <laughs> we would try and do a walk around the block. I started putting in those routines. I, I started putting in things like call a friend, connect with an old friend, um, you know, meet my mom, take her out for a meal. I think I started bringing in, make time for my sisters, for friends, for siblings, all kinds of relationships that I started bringing in. And then I also, I think, went one level further of trying to bring in routines that were including my affirmations. Those were things I wanted to bring into routines, right? I feel like we do these courses, we're so motivated and inspired in that point. And then three days later, you're back in real life and you've forgotten about everything. <laughs> like, you know, that course, so that course that everything taught you. So I actually have my affirmations. I have different kinds of affirmations through my day as well, which now have become like routines. I know in the morning, it's all the good stuff of, you know, the different areas of my life and how I want to bring it together. By afternoon, I have a single line which says, things are always working out for me no matter what. Because that's when things start blowing up and everything you find <laughs> goes a little bit out, out of sync. And then in the evening, it's something again to kind of help me center and decompress from the day. So I feel like, it starts with the big bulky routines that offer the typical hats in your life. And I think once those start working on autopilot and then you start having the mind space to do so, to bring in so much more, that's when you start becoming a little bit more conscious of, you know, when's the last time I visited that elderly neighbor? When's the last time I got involved in something in my neighborhood? When's the last time I made time for an old school friend? Even if I knew a friend of mine was going through depression or going through a rough marriage, I would actually put it into my calendar to remind me, you know, once every week, just check in and see if she's okay. Because the truth is, it's not that we don't care, but we are so stretched. Our mind and our right. time are so stretched. 
we're just we permanently feel too busy to actually find the mind space to do things that we really want to do so i feel like right. by making those kind of things routines routines don't need to be daily right they can be weekly they can be once in two weeks they can okay. be once a month i feel like by looking at it like that it really brings a lot more intentionality <coughs> sorry a lot more intentionality to how we how we live really spend our day yeah how we spend our life yeah. really yeah so I love that being able to broaden the picture and look at you know the routines not as like a daily like because when I think of routine I think of like a morning routine that's the first thing that comes to mind and like okay these are the things that I'm going to do like these six activities and that's going to be my morning and you are branching that out and and broadening that view and saying you know routines are going to happen throughout your your month or throughout your life and it's just more like planning and being more intentional about what it is that you want to include and what do you, what it is that you want to do in order to make your life more fulfilled and to do what Absolutely. it is that you want to do. Routine, I, I completely agree with that too. Cause earlier when I would, I even now put the, you know, getting the kids ready to go to school, right? It's mm -hmm. something that we all do, but it's, it's a stopgap between something you were doing before and then something you'll do after. You know, you need to get them dressed, you need to get them ready. My kids are still very young, so I'm in that stage where I have to be fully involved in that piece. When I started putting it down as a routine, I changed it from, in my mind, that being a stopgap to actually, okay, it's, it's a two-hour routine from the point they wake up to the point they leave the house. I know right. I have two hours for it, so it doesn't matter if the child wants to take... 20 minutes today to brush her teeth versus the two minutes. Well, yeah. I know I have two hours and it's okay. I'm, it's no longer a stopgap. It is that time that I know I'm dedicating to my children. And by changing the way I look at something that is anyway a routine of mine, just, I literally call it like, I rename them in my calendar in different ways. And it's changed the level of patience and the, the presence that I'm able to bring. I'm far more mindful and far more present in these moments because I feel like I'm changing the perspective on how I traditionally look at root. I, traditionally, I think routines were seen as these big rigid blocks. Yes. And I think it's, yeah, it's these fluid pieces that are like puzzles with which we build our days and then we, the puzzle pieces get bigger and then they actually contribute to the kind of relationships we build and the way we build our lives, right? Sure. patient mother, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. If you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out, you're not alone. It can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others. But self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout. That's why I created Self-Care 101, a course specifically for moms. In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. You've talked before about the mind, about shifting your mind from a storage place to more of a receiving processing tool. Can you talk more about this? Oh boy. Okay. This is a favorite of mine. You'll have to stop me when I'm getting carried away <laughs> so you know what they say with moms right that the mental load is is this new term i think that's almost been named for mothers right it's called the mental load which i think other people refer to as mental clutter 
So I think in all the research over the last five years and the hundreds of moms and thousands of blogs I've read, we've realized that tiredness, that tiredness is the number one feeling that mothers have always expressed. Mm. And we've realized that tiredness comes from more of a mental tiredness than a physical tiredness. Once your children are sleeping through the night and you're getting your seven, eight hours, it's no longer the physical tiredness that's exhausting us. The mental tiredness is the weight of all the things that we need to do, we want to do, we wish we could do, the things we didn't do. It is the load of all of those things across all the different hats that we choose to wear. It's for our children, it's for our work, it's for our homes, it's for all the projects we want to get involved in. There is so much in our heads. And I feel like traditionally what our calendars of they give us spaces for timed events. And so instead of, I think, reflecting the way our brains naturally work, they squeeze our brain into the format that the calendar is set up, which is hour by hour, right? I feel like what I realized is for moms, 75% of the stuff that we need to do in a day is not timed. It is the load of the to-dos, the think about, the decision, the yes. speak to this, you know, think about that person, decide whether you want to go here or do that or what you need to make. It's those decisions that I feel like are really the weight of the mental load. It's, mm -hmm. I think we all have, I mean, a lot of us today have partners that are willing to help. Or we, I have a pretty strong village I've built over the last few years. Everybody's always like, tell me when I can help, tell me how I can help. But I'm still carrying some kind of a load because I'm making those decisions. My mind is carrying all of those thoughts, those to-dos, those tasks, those pending things, those fleeting thoughts, ideas. That is what I feel like the mental load is. And I, I, I don't want to make this about Mama Mia, but that's, that's a big piece of what I think Mama Mia tries to do because I really don't think our minds are meant for storage. For as long as the energy... <laughs> is going in, like our computing energy is going towards storage, I feel like we're not actually using it for processing and we're not using it as a receptive organ instead. Like to me, the mind is actually a place where we can, we use it to, you know, it's where our imagination comes from. It's where our awesome. ideas come yeah. from. It's where we receive ideas and inspiration. And if our minds are so busy, like you're, you're not even able to be present. Forget about all of the ideas, right? You're sitting with your kids and then suddenly you realize, oh my God, I need eggs for tomorrow yes. or I need to send that email <laughs> off. And then even though you're smiling and you're sitting there, your mind is no longer there. So I feel like it, ideally you should, if you move it all out of your head, like today, mm -hmm. I, I, I hardly have another thought in my head except what I'm doing right now because I know that it's where it needs to be. And when I know I can go back and retrieve it, I know where I know I can find it. So I'm not using my mind for that. And to be completely honest, after I've started doing that, I feel like I am, it's gone from processing to receiving. Receiving mm -hmm. is still very new to me. And so it's wildly exciting, but I'm not sure I have enough to comment on, but I feel like it, it's open to inspiration and ideas and um, it just channels another level of energy because it's not worrying about things that I need to get done and things that I should have done and all of the other stuff that we talked about that goes into cluttering the mind for when it's used as storage space. Right. So many moms I talk to say that, that they just, they yearn to be able to be fully present because we, I say, you know, we struggle with mom brain where we're always thinking of, the, of other things that we need to do or things that places we have to be like, there's always 
this chatter in our mind and it prevents us from being able to be fully present and in order to be fully present that's when that's when such good things happen right like when you like the fact that you are you were able to put everything out of your mind you're like okay this is where I am like you're focusing on the task at hand it's going to mean more to you it's going to stay in your memory longer like there's just there's lots to be said. It benefits the other person when you're able to be fully present, which will deepen your relationships. Like there's, I mean, I can go on and on about all the benefits of being fully present. And as moms, we always have so much chatter in our mind that it is so difficult to. And so being able to like practice that mindfulness and bring that into a conversation and bring that into the current moment is so powerful. So powerful. It, it so, really is. I mean, to the point that we feel like, First, we just kind of developed this thing where we said, okay, let's just capture all these ideas, put it away. Because sometimes they're really amazing thoughts. Sometimes that's your next big breakthrough idea. Sometimes it's just the nagging stuff that needs to get done. But we kind of, we made sure that we have like Siri integration. We have it through voice control because the idea is the minute you get into your phone with all on good intentions, the last thing I want you to do is to you know, get back into your phone and lose time. We, we have this thing in Mamma Mia where we say, spend more time in life and less on your device, right? Mm -hmm. So it's literally, you pick up the phone and say, Mamma Mia, remind me to this, or Mamma Mia, just do that for me. And it puts it into your phone because the minute I open my phone, it's like a wormhole. I might be going there to drop one thought so I can be <laughs> present, but then I see WhatsApp and then I find oh, an email true. and then I'm like, one split second, let me go to Instagram. Oh, there's a notification and then I'm gone, right? So Not I think right. it's really, really important, especially for millennial moms, all of us who are so digitally, uh, and I think that's the reason a lot, of, a lot of us keep going back to our physical productivity tools, right, as well. It's because we just, you know, the minute you pick up that phone, you can go yeah. really spiral down. And, hold it <laughs> and that mindfulness is what we're really trying to reach, right? And the mental load is kind of the opposite state of where we are supposed to technically be. And mums are really the most, most stressed out cat, the most daily stressed out group of people in the world whether mm -hmm. they stay at home or working moms apparently right. there's hardly a three percent difference between a stay-at-home mom and a working mom's daily stress levels and it's almost negative for people without children right. <laughs> <laughs> a great graph, well think. there's the pros and the cons <laughs> If you're a super busy, stressed out mom looking to minimize self-doubts, challenge unrealistic expectations, and confront negative self-talk, all while increasing your self-confidence, then you already know that you have to stop feeling inadequate and fully believe in yourself. That's where the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program can help. In just eight weeks, you can transform your inner critic to become your biggest cheerleader. You will learn proven methods to stop negative self-talk, break the cycle of negative thinking, and shift your self-beliefs to ones that serve you. Start treating yourself with kindness and compassion and grow your self-esteem and confidence by enrolling in the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program today. You can find the link in the show notes of today's episode. What is your go-to self-care practice when you want to feel recharged, refreshed, and refueled? What, what are some activities that you do to help you get there? So I'll, 
Today, after so many years of having very consciously and intentionally developed that practice, it's, it's a 4 a.m. start. It's, I started with yoga and meditation and I do some mind, like courses from Mind Valley and other programs about um, life envisioning and intuition and um, manifesting and all of these things that really excite me about really the art of life. Mm-hmm. And so from four to about 6.30, it's my house is silent. There's nobody awake except my, my, my two dogs who just sit quietly by my side and understand the need for that piece. So I make myself a nice warm glass of honey and lime and warm water. And then I sit and I do these courses and then I do my, my, uh, my yoga and meditation as the sun rises. And I cannot tell you, Ani, if I get through that, I'm a better mother. I'm a better human being. It takes mm-hmm. 10 times more to upset me in a day than it would if I just roll out of bed. But that is today after so many years. I mean, I have so many yes. scaled down versions because it seems like that's such a difficult thing to do. I mean, having said that, I go to bed at 8.30 with my children. So I do get my mm-hmm. eight hours of sleep. I, I just crash out really early with the children. But I feel like that whether it's early morning, whether it's late at night, it's that me time, I think me time, self-care, they're all words that are thrown around so much. And they're sometimes made to feel like, you know, it's that massage, it's that pedicure, it's that, for different people, it's different things, right? For my co-founder, it's sitting and playing Sudoku on her balcony with a hot cup of tea. For me, it's mm-hmm. yoga and meditation. For somebody, for every one of us, yes, it's personal. a completely different experience. And I think it's where you feel centered, it's where yes. you feel really fulfilled and happy and you feel like you're recharging, right? It can be anything, I, I guess. Yes. It's been bantered around so much that it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure that it, people all understand it. In, it doesn't have to be big, fancy things. It doesn't have to be deep, heavy things. It's just that space where you feel really good about yourself. You feel really motivated to take on the day. You just feel like you're, Literally, like you fill gas in a in your car tank, it feels like you're just filling yourself up, and whatever that feeling is for you, right? So, yes, I haven't been well the last few days. I didn't get a chance to do my yoga and meditation fully. So, what I'll do is I, I have like compact pieces of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I know the meditation will make me feel good, so I'll do like a you know 10 15 minute version of it. I can't do the whole right. one hour yoga on these days because I'm my I'm just not feeling great physically. I have a much more condensed version of all of these things, but I feel like even if I get that 20 minutes ahead of everybody else in my family, you notice the difference. When I wake up, I am genuinely yes. a happier human being. <laughs> and I'm- I, I'm with you. I do the same thing. I, I wake up early. I use my bookends, like I, my, my early morning, and I've been doing it for years. And, and like you mentioned, it evolves, right? Like you don't start like jumping out of bed at 4.30 and yeah. being like, you know, it definitely evolves. And you you touched on a huge point was that it's totally personal and it means that you need to find what works for you, what's going to refuel you. And everybody is different. So that's one of the reasons that I asked this question. I ask it of every guest because that's what I want to convey is that it's, it's important to find what works for you, what's going to fill you up rather than thinking that it's a massage or that it's a one, one size fits all kind of thing, because it, it as we both know, it definitely isn't. And sometimes it's the yoga and meditation that does it for me. Like from Monday to Friday, it is. But on Saturday and Sunday, it's going out 
for drinks with my girlfriends yeah. playing basketball and football with my you know with yeah. my class friends it's it's different days different times yes. different stages i think but i think the 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 key is to figure out after you do each thing how does it make you feel does it mm-hmm. make you feel full does it energize you yeah. or does it kind of tire you out and yeah. you feel a little bit more um right. drained by the end of it to me sport does the same thing just playing a game yes. of basketball gives me the same kind of high i can get for sitting for 45 minutes you know silently by myself in meditation mm-hmm. so i feel like it it can be different things even for the same person i love massages right but i don't mm-hmm. get them as often as i'd like <laughs> but when i do yeah. i make space for those as well so i feel, i feel like the critical thing with self care is to make it a routine because yes. i feel like the benefit only comes after so like i, mean, I always yeah. knew that yoga was good but in the beginning it was a bit difficult it was a bit heavy i now have i couldn't find a class that i could schedule that worked for me so now i mm-hmm. i found something where i can actually just do a recording so i can do it at 4 am or i can do it at 6 pm okay so i just stay in touch with my yoga teacher like that and he sends me the recordings mm-hmm. i feel like i um, by making these things into routines i know on friday my whole family knows on friday morning i play basketball with my with my girlfriends and now they don't expect me there in the morning when they're getting ready to go you know everybody mm-hmm. knows mama's not here on friday morning mama loves playing basketball it makes her a really happy mama on friday so they have all come to terms with it so i feel like by creating those routines one is that the value of the yoga has gotten better and better after i've done it for a year right now i can't miss it i don't do it out of discipline i do it out of pure love mm-hmm. the basketball by creating a routine i feel like now my family all accept it it reduces the guilt each time earlier when i was like yes. i like to go play i want to go for a massage i'd always be feeling a little awkward about it because everybody schedules would you know be turned around they have we have to figure out alternative plans but when you start i think routine i mean i think we're back mm-hmm. to routine but when you start making routines out of your self care you get so much more out of it and yes the guilt lifts and your whole family almost works with you gets on board to help you create yeah. those spaces They yes. because they, they see like the benefits as well so that they feel the benefits as well absolutely. you know of having a happier mom having a more fulfilled mom for sure absolutely and we kind of do it for each other as well so for me it's mm-hmm. 4 a.m to 6 30 but for my husband it's i go to bed at eight o'clock with the kids so for him it's 8 p.m to 11 p.m and you know he does his netflix and what you know he reads and does mm-hmm. whatever makes him happy i feel like everybody in a family needs to find that and yes. i think during covid is when it became very clear to us that we're all stuck in the same house if the mm-hmm. kids each person needs to have one thing they love to do in their day that everybody will protect and make sure mm-hmm. they get to do it then we kind of all compromise on the rest of it and accommodate each other absolutely But everybody gets that one big thing or that one chunk of time where they can do what matters to them yes yes so um do you have a book that you would like to recommend or that a book that's that perhaps has impacted your life so what i guess i didn't talk about is i went through a really bad patch with suicidal prenatal depression okay and it was really a brutal time in my life it was when i was pregnant with my second child um lots of things were going wrong in life and then i was it was in the middle of this you know all kinds of things had happened at, at that point and i was struggling with this and i finally had to get on to medication and it, it was a very very difficult time in my life and i was trying very hard to keep the company going 
because I felt like I was working on something so important. My co-founder had quit. Everybody was questioning it. A very close family member had been diagnosed with cancer. My, I mean, I, the number of things that felt Everything, like yeah. at the same time. And somebody recommended this book called Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Okay. And actually, the, it comes in twos. You, should, you really should read Surrender Experiment and follow it very quickly with Untethered Soul because Surrender Experiment is... I've heard story. of the Untethered Soul. I have heard of that. It's the most liberating, beautiful, out there, well-articulated philosophy I'd ever heard of. I feel like it's... It, it changed the way I looked at so much in my life. It hugely was responsible for pulling me out of depression of course the medication was and the exercises and the routines I built for myself right, all I of it still together, know that yeah. I have another big reason I do these routines is I know I can start my day on a two on ten if I pull through my routines I can get to a nine on ten by the time I hit the day right because there's right. there's still bits of all of that inside of me and these two books I feel like were extremely helpful at a really low time in my life to the point that I have bought 20 copies of each and every time I <laughs> meet somebody who's even slightly inclined to to listen to the idea of surrendering I, I start handing these copies out because I feel like it's been so powerful in the way it's changed the way I look at life awesome awesome so I know that you said you don't really want it to be about Mama Mia but I cannot end the episode without you sharing about your app the Mama Mia app so tell us a little bit about that Okay, so Mamma Mia is essentially the world's first for mums, by mums, digital planner that helps bridge a mum's need for both productivity and well-being. So I think all our regular um, productivity apps out there only focus on the things you need to do, the meetings you need to go, the list you need to keep on track of. But I think mum planners, of which there are 3,000 <laughs> more of them that have been developed by different moms across the world over decades always recognized that there was so much more to a mother than just her job as a home builder or right. a CEO of her home. It recognized all the hats she wore, it recognized her need for self-care, it recognized her need for inspiration. So I think Mama Mia is the world's first digital mom planner, just recognizing that for a group of people like me who can't really carry the book around and I need something that's digital that allows me to create a lot more you know just the simplicity of tech right it allows me to even see insights on how I'm spending my time it essentially organizes my everyday chaos and it helps me be more intentional so that I can build and live the life that I really want to it, it allows me to put down all of that mental clutter we were talking about it allows me to put down the big blocks of schedules but it also constantly pushes me in the direction of making sure that I'm looking after, like we have all of these different hats. I have 10 different hats that I choose to wear. Yes. We say <laughs> each person needs to choose. You know, my co-founder has, she wants no more than four hats. Right? She's very <laughs> clear about that. So we say each mom has her own philosophy on, on how to do it. We're just the tool that says, there are all these hats you wear. There are all these things you need to get done under each of them, both productivity and well-being under each of those hats. Just make sure you find the time to do the things that matter most to you. You know, yes. under each hat, there are things you need to do for your kids. Make sure you do the things for your kids, but the things that matter to you with your children, right? Yes. As well, under each of those hats. And then, of course, the things we do for ourselves. For me, my wildlife project has literally come out of 
putting down the ideas, the thoughts, the desires, the fleeting ideas that I had on what the kind of contribution I wanted to make to the planet. And mm-hmm. today it's a full-blown thousand-acre project where we're working on, you know, wildlife rescue and rehabilitation and all kinds of things. But the idea being, if you want to live a really great life, you can start with doing your days really well. By doing your days really well, you can bring a humongous amount of mindfulness to your moments. So it's like bring the mindfulness to your moments. You will bring the calm to your days, and you will bring a huge amount of intentionality to your life. So that's really what Mama Mia is about. It's just a digital version, so it allows me all of the seamlessness of technology. So uh, without right, hooking you... me, without hooking me on with all the, <laughs> you know, there's no the social stuff, media. Yeah. What about this angle and that angle? We're like, no, we want mums to spend. We are mothers. We it's a four mums by mums product. We do not want mums to spend more time on their phones. We want to make it as easy as possible for her to come in, go out, just finish what she needs to do and constantly fill herself up through that. Absolutely. So right before we hit record, I had said about how I was disappointed that Mama Mia was not on Android, but you had said that by the time that you are all listening to this, that it should be on both Android and Apple. Right now, if you have an Apple device, you're you're pretty lucky. You can just go ahead and download it. But by the time this drops, you, you said that it should be on both, right? Absolutely. You should be able to find the app everywhere. Absolutely. Which is exciting. Very exciting. So Ashka, how can people find you? How can the listeners get in touch with you? So you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. You, we spell Mama Mia as M-A-M-M-A-M-I-Y-A. Okay. So M-I-Y-A, Mia actually in Japanese means increasingly beautiful. So it's this idea of, it's a sacred space. It means increasingly beautiful and sacred space in Japanese, depending on how it's written. So Mama Mia is really that sacred space for moms to grow increasingly beautiful. So just remember the spelling, M-A-M-M-A-M-I-Y-A. Okay, I will go ahead and put that in. I'll put that in the show notes so that everyone can get that link. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Ani. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.